Welcome to Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Larry Evans, Michael Downs, and Jim Ruddle. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 27 of Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Evans, along with my co-hosts, Michael Doms and Jim Ruddle. Jim won't be able to join us tonight. He is uh, working overtime. I'm working overtime. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for joining us. So, man, I cannot even believe that it's already week eight. I mean, we're almost to the halfway point here. How are you doing, guys? Well, I'm beginning to think, I mean, we're halfway there. I was halfway expecting you to start scheduling the year-end party by now, but guess not. Uh, I already scheduled that at the draft. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Actually, I'm doing pretty well. I had my first loss handed to me this week, but I expected it with Josh Allen on by. Time to turn it back around and try to sweep the Sharks in the regular season. Well, I hope that you get used to that taste because it's going to linger a little bit longer through this next week. Uh, At least I hope it does. I was the second highest scoring team this week. Unfortunately, I played against the highest scoring team and took another loss. So this week I get to face off against Mike. Should be a really, really good battle. It always is between the two of us. Uh, You know, his team is starting to feel the effects of some poor play and some injuries from some players. And uh, time to take you down, man. Yeah, good luck. I mean, yeah, it was just one week and my injuries were to guys I didn't even start. So, yeah, yeah, well. But it was a key injury to a guy that you probably would have started. Oh, he he would have been starting this week for sure. Yeah, we're talking about Brees Hall. So yeah. uh, Brees was uh, an up-and-coming guy for him that uh, he never got into that starting lineup, and and now he's out for the year before he even gets to try and dust off and play with his new toy. Yep. <laughs> All right, so before we get into the start sits for the week, let's go ahead and give a quick update on how our league looks. So if we look at it, Mike is 6-1. and one. He's got over 900 points scored, so... 923.35 points scored uh, for. I'm right behind him, and, and I've got a, a crappy record of three and four. Uh, Big Daddy Woo-Woo's is right there with me at three and four. He's the one that took down Mike this week. Then we got Pinnacle's Prisoners at two and five, and the League Doormat at two and five. And then in the other division, the South Division, we got Tim Strange Brew at six and one. Disposable Heroes at four, two and one. So that's the Chumps team. We got Rooks at four and three. Bad Card at two, four and one. And Sofa King at two and five. So even though we've got, you know, a lot of teams really with, you know, with kind of subpar losing records, you know, the way that our league works is that the top team in each division gets a bye at the at the end of the year. And then your next two teams play week one in the playoffs against each other and then they go against that division champ so all you have to do is be 
you know, second or third in your division to get into the playoffs and then anything can happen from there. So that's uh, kind of what I'm playing for right now. Yeah. And I think we should start calling Terry Nostradamus because it, for, for those that don't know who we're talking about, Terry's team is league doormat and he changed his team to that name at some point late last year. It, well, and it, it was like looking into a crystal ball because he's in last place in our division and he's got the second lowest points in the league. It's like he knew he was bad. You know, it's funny that you bring up a crystal ball because I have sitting right here with me, Mike, a magic eight ball. <laughs> and I thought, man, this would be a great segment for the podcast is we could go ahead and we could come up with questions to ask the magic eight ball. Okay. You know, so, I mean, you know, it's like, all right, so let, let's, let's start out. Will League Doormat make the playoffs? And it says, it is decidedly so. Wow. Wow. I think this thing's broken. I think so, too. Let's try it again. Go ahead and come up with a question. Is Larry going to beat me this week? Oh, that's a good one. Hold on a second. All right, let's see. Don't count on it. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say, then it's not broken. This thing is definitely broken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Mike, let's go ahead before we uh, get into the start sit candidates. Let's go ahead and check the music charts. And would you look at that? You know, holy cow, our song still sucks. Champ, 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 my head at that song. Yeah, I throw up a little bit in my mouth every time I hear that song. All right. So let's go ahead and go over some of our start sit candidates for week eight. So same message that we always say. Don't go nuts putting any of these guys in your lineup over your studs. We'll be providing some start-sit options for the Sunday-Monday games only. We covered start-sits for the Thursday night game in episode 26, which was released earlier this week. So, Mike, why don't you go ahead and get us started? All right, my first start is Tyler Algier. He plays against Carolina. Carolina won an emotional game last week, and I'm expecting a bit of a letdown. I cannot see them doing that two weeks in a row with the team they've got. Algier has looked pretty decent the last couple weeks, and I expect him to continue to lead this backfield again this week. I, I think he's going to put forth the workmanlike effort. So if you're trying to choose between Algier and maybe someone in that same tier, I, I would put Algier in there and hope for the best. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't know about when Cordell Patterson is, is coming back. Is that still a couple weeks away? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think he's a start until he comes back. All right. So then for my first start, I am going to say Raheem Mostert. So Raheem has taken over that lead running back role in Miami. He's gotten double-digit rush attempts four weeks in a row now, and he's done well against some pretty tough defenses. And then, you know, this week he plays against the Lions. Uh, that's kind of the equivalent of like Shaq playing against a grade school team. So definitely I would go ahead and start uh, Raheem Mostert with confidence. 
Yeah, as long as Raheem doesn't have to shoot free throws like Shaq, then we're all right. But yeah, I'm with you, honestly, though. I I see Raheem potentially a top 10 running back this week. If you're playing daily fantasy, I would just stack up on the Dolphins. I mean, grab one, grab them all. But yeah, I love Mostert this week. Yeah, no, he's a good condiment. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Mike, uh, what is your next start? All right, this one's probably reaching a little bit. And I'm going to say Curtis Samuel. And this is because, one, the Colts are really looking very bad. And also because I know Heineke really likes uh, McLaurin, but I expect Samuel to get his uh, share and eat this week as McLaurin will draw the Colts' number one defensive back, even though the guy's probably not that good. But I think this is going to be a Samuel week. If there's a week to start him, it's going to be this week. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. All right, so my next start is going to be Irv Smith Jr. So Irv really, really, he really hasn't done a whole lot this year with Minnesota. And this week he plays against Arizona. And the Cardinals have given up 51 receptions for 539 yards and six touchdowns against opposing tight ends. I mean, they're not good against tight ends. You know, now granted, three of those touchdowns just came this last week against the Saints, but still, you know, you can't deny the the number of receptions and the number of yards that tight ends are getting against uh, the Arizona Cardinals. So I would definitely put Irv Smith in your lineup if you need a tight end. Yeah, and I can go along with that because you know there's two top tight ends in this league this year, and that's Kelsey and Mark Andrews, and Kelsey's on by this week, so people might be looking for a tight end and Irv Smith, you say he hasn't done a whole lot this year, but he always has those couple really good games a year, which make people salivate to want him. This, this is going to be one of those games. I can see him having a good week this week. Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, again, tight end this year is a very, very poor position unless you have one of those two top guys. There's been a bunch of people that should have stepped up and should have done good that just haven't. And, uh, you know, so, so he's a nice plug-in for this week. Agree. So Mike, who is your next start? Tom Brady. After a few rough weeks, I'm expecting a big bounce back this week. I know uh, it's kind of getting tampered down a little bit because Russell Gage is out this week, but Julio Jones is a game time decision, which means he won't play, but I still think I'm expecting a bounce back uh, week for the Bucks, and they're they're going to do it against the beatable Ravens secondary. If there's a week to start Brady, I think this is the week, and I think he's going to have a pretty good game. So I would start him this week. Yeah, I think you you've even got Giselle that would endorse that start. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> her start is him starting packing. All right, so uh, my next start is going to be Chris Olave. So, or as Jim likes to call him, Olaf. Um, or Olav or anything other than Alave. <laughs> so um, Alave plays the Raiders this week, and the Raiders' pass defense is one of the worst in the league against opposing wide receivers. I mean, they're giving up an average of 12.5 receptions, 167 yards, and a TD to opposing wide receivers each week. So Alave, his his arrow's pointing up. I mean, he just keeps on getting all kinds of receptions in that Saints offense. And now you've got him going against a poor Raiders defense. Uh, I 
I definitely like Chris Olave as a start this week. Yeah, he's already the number one receiver on that team, and I expect that to continue this week, especially against the Raiders' D. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, so who is your first sit of the week, Mike? Uh, I've got a gleam in my eye on this one because I hate this guy and I hate this team, and that's Aaron Rodgers. God, I hate Aaron Rodgers. He's going into Buffalo. The Bills are coming off a bye. And I am hoping for and expecting a Packer funeral this weekend. And the services will be brought to you by that ferocious Bills defense. And <laughs> all, bring, add to the fact that Lazard's likely not playing. I think he's already been ruled out or he's at least very questionable. It It's it's going to be brought on. Well, I mean, he, he basically called out all of his receivers this week. I don't know how they're going to react to that. Either they're going to react to it and come out and start catching balls or they're going to go ahead and react to it and come out and say, hey, you know what, screw you, buddy, and not put forth much effort. But no matter what, they're facing that Bills defense, and, and you know, it, it, I agree with you. It just doesn't look good for Rodgers. So my first sit is going to be Michael Carter. New England is one of the best defenses against the run. You wouldn't have been able to tell that this week with what the Bears did against them on Monday night. But Michael Carter is not the same type of back as Montgomery or Herbert. I mean, I just don't see them doing much of anything against that New England defense. And I especially don't see Michael Carter doing anything against that New England defense. Yeah, I can go along with that. If it had been Brees Hall, I could see starting Brees Hall because I, I think people have seen this year that he's just a transcendent talent. But yeah, Michael Carter, he's nothing special. I can see setting him against that tough defense. Brees Hall is one of those guys that he's almost matchup proof. He showed that last week with what he did against the Denver defense before he got hurt. So, Mike, who is your next sit? Okay, I'm going to preface this by saying I originally had Dante Foreman in this spot because, kind of like I was saying earlier, I'm expecting a letdown from Carolina. But based on news I heard about an hour ago, my sit is going to be Ezekiel Elliott. I'm hearing word that they're saying he may have a torn MCL and he may be likely to sit this week, if not longer. And if that is the case, this is going to be the Tony Pollard show going forward. So if you're a Zeke Elliott owner, keep an ear out for news. But I would right now plan on sitting him and start anyone else that you can. You know, I'd almost actually look to see what other running back they have on their roster as well, because they're not going to be able to rely on Tony Pollard as a whole. Yeah. So, all right. My next sit is going to be Daryl Henderson or Darrell Henderson or whatever he goes by now. Um, you know, he's playing against that uh, San Francisco defense. That defense should do a good job of shutting him down behind a patchwork offensive line. There's not much more to say other than that. I mean, you know, that offensive line is horrible and San Francisco's defense is great. I agree, and to add to the fact he's not done much this year, and uh, Kyron Williams actually uh, practiced today, and there he he may have a shot at playing this week. So the clock's ticking on uh, Daryl Henderson's starting job. Yeah, the only problem with Williams is Williams um, he's more of a pass catcher, so it'll be interesting to see how he fits into that rotation. Yeah, I agree, but Daryl Henderson's only like 202 pounds, too. He's not a giant either. Yeah. Okay. All right, so who is your next sit, Mike? Cortland Sutton. I don't care who's playing quarterback for that team. 
that passing game is a mess right now. I would play a safer option this week and see if things sort out in Denver. Although I know they are playing in, I think it's Germany this week. Although I'm kind of starting to backtrack on this a little bit because I've been seeing the memes and hearing the jokes about how the whole flight over to Germany today that Russell Wilson was like doing uh, uh, all kinds of stretching exercises and stuff in the aisle of the plane while everyone was trying to sleep. So uh, Russell Wilson may be ready to play, but Sutton may be tired and got sick of the fact that he couldn't get no sleep because of Russell Wilson. He's going to play like garbage this week. Could have been Russell just trying to get into the Mile High Club just by himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my next sit is going to be David Montgomery. Dave's not here. That's right. Dave is not here. <laughs> um, you know, he's playing on the road at Dallas, which is the number one team against the run. So last week they played against New England. Nobody thought that he was going to do anything against New England. You know, they turned the corner and they did. They, they actually did well against New England's defense. But they're playing Dallas this week. And, you know, after this week, though, he's set up to face really a top running back schedule going forward. So sit him this week. But this is a guy you may want to go ahead and get because, you know, here's his schedule going forward. He's got games against the Dolphins the Lions, the Falcons, the Jets, the Packers. He's got a tough game against the Eagles. He's got a tough game against the Bills. And then he closes out the season against the Lions and the Vikings. So, you know, and then there's a bye week sprinkled in there as well. I mean, definitely that is a, a just a cherry schedule going forward. So uh, sit him this week against Dallas, get him and start him the rest of the weeks. I agree, except uh, other than that Jets matchup, I, I'm not sure the Jets are a cake matchup that they used to be. No, no, I I, I will say that. I mean, um, but they're definitely not as touch as uh, tough as what the Eagles and the Bills are, though. Yeah. So, all right. So we are going to go ahead and give you one player each that we would target in trades right now, and then one that we would sell high on or trade away. So, Mike, why don't you go ahead and get us started? Who would you trade for? It's going to sound like I'm kind of favoring someone that I already own on in our league, but I actually saw this on the web today, and I agree with it, and it's T. Higgins. He's playing well. He's had bad luck the last couple of weeks with the missed TD last week and with the uh, ankle issue that's bothered him for a couple of weeks. He finally seems to be over that ankle issue, and he is still the 1B in that passing game. And we're seeing they're starting to really click on that passing and they're passing early and often. This is the time to strike on that potential top 10 wide receiver while you can, unless you're in our league where I'm not trading them. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my trade for is going to be David Montgomery, or you can even throw Khalil Herbert in there as well. And, and I just talked about it, their run schedule going forward just a minute ago. Um, you may be able to buy low if either of them have a bad game this week. And then looking forward, you know, those guys are guys that, you know, could carry your team at the running back position going forward. You know, you just put them in and forget about them other than those couple of tough weeks that we talked about. Oh yeah. And I agree. As a matter of fact, if you go try to buy one of them right now, I would try to try to talk to the owner of that play of one of those set, uh, and press the fact, you know, he's, Got a tough matchup this week. I can give you so-and-so that's got a better matchup, and maybe that help get, helps get a deal done. 
That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, you can trade for him this week before he has a bad game, you know? Yeah. So, but, uh, all right. So Mike, who would you go ahead and trade away? All right. This is hard to say because I know Brees Hall was the, was the darling. And now this guy is the next big darling, but listen to me for a minute here on this one. And I say trade Ken Walker. He is a beast and he will likely stay one the rest of the year. And I'm saying that consider trading Ken Walker if your team is struggling and if you have holes that say, let's say Ken Walker is your only good running back, you have no decent wide receivers and you may have a hole at tight end or a quarterback also. If you have that kind of a team going on and you're looking to salvage your season, if you trade Walker, you could fill at least half of those holes, if not most of them, in one trade because someone's really going to pay for Ken Walker. So I would say this is the time to trade him while you can and get the massive haul you might need. Yeah, no, that's sound logic. It's really sound logic. I mean, you know, everybody hates to trade a big name, right? But I mean, if you've got a lot of holes to fill, definitely that would be the way to go. And and I'm kind of there with my sell high. So I would sell high on Najee Harris. That offense just is not clicking in the run game. You know, I would sell him on his namesake and try to fill some holes. And obviously this is, you know, more so in the redraft leagues than it is, you know, keeper and dynasty. You know, if you're in a keeper or dynasty, I mean, I would, I probably wouldn't sell him unless you're getting something that makes sense for the future. Don't trade him for something just right now, you know, trade him for something that's, that's going to be here for, you know, now. And then also the future because his future will be bright, but maybe not as bright as something you can get right now. I agree. And in kind of to tag along with what you're saying on that, uh, in the keeper dynasty league, look at your roster. If you, if you have a uh, contending team and, uh, you're only one piece away from winning it all and you may have to build later anyways, why not trade Najee and get that piece now, even if it's a dynasty. But but yeah, if you've got a young core and you can survive, uh, I wouldn't trade Najee in a dynasty like you said. I would only do it in a redraft. I mean, I would in a dynasty just simply because, you know, really all he is is namesake and volume. And that volume really was from last year. It's not so much from this year. Both last year and this year, his yards per carry are garbage. So, I mean, I I mean, I, I really would. In a dynasty, if I could get a good player for him, a, a good young player that was going to be, you know, decent this year and next year, you know, or going forward, I would definitely do it because I just don't see that Najee Harris is a long-term answer there unless they fix that offensive line. And I just don't, I don't see that happening. They've got other holes to fill as well. I agree. I I would even consider trading him. If you knew you could get a top five or six pick next year in the 2023 draft, I'd even trade high Harris for that because some of those running backs and wide receivers and even quarterbacks are coming out early next year, like B. John Robinson. If you get someone like that, Harris was not, I know he was an Alabama running back, but he wasn't a transcendent talent like some of these other other running backs have come in. His numbers were not that great. He ran like a four six four forty or something. So yeah, I'm with you. Even in a dynasty, I would consider trading him if you get something good. 
Yeah, I mean, his big selling point was volume. But, yeah. you know, volume behind that offensive line is not necessarily a good good thing either because all they're doing is running them into the ground. Agree. All right, so uh, just to remind everybody, so we may have a scheduling change. I mentioned this last week, mentioned it again this week. We typically record on Wednesday nights like tonight. We edit on uh, Thursday nights, release on Friday morning. So due to scheduling conflicts, we may have to record on Thursday nights, edit on Friday nights, release on Saturday morning. So, you know, if you, again, if you don't see your favorite podcast out there and we, we've got to be your favorite podcast, right? Uh, if we don't see, uh, if you don't see us out there on Friday morning, look for us on Saturday morning. And, you know, I apologize in advance for any inconvenience that that may cause. But, you know, unfortunately, we we all have jobs that we have to work as well. So some of those scheduling conflicts and, you know, and families as well. So, yeah, yeah. Some of us have, have the occasional family issue or we have to take trips out of town or we're busy working for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, or we're antiquing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do the Sanford and Son theme there. Sorry. Oh, I took it off the board too. Otherwise, I could have helped you. So, Mike, do you have anything else before we uh, wrap it up? No, it seemed like a nice, good episode. Nice, quick episode. Let's go ahead and close it out. All right. So that is going to do it for us today. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed the show, please follow us and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, to help us grow, please share the podcast with your friends. Uh, please don't forget to follow us on our socials. I can be found on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Larry. Michael can be found on Twitter at Domination. And Jim can be found at JimRuddle at Hotmail.com. So we will see you next week when we go over Week 9 Waiver Wire Pickups. We may also drop uh, many episodes to discuss breaking or important news that may be pertinent to your start-sit decisions or late waiver wire pickups. I would imagine that uh, we may have a trade or two still coming in the NFL. So we, we may drop an episode just to fill you in on any trades that happen as well. Yep. So uh, from all of us, thank you for listening. And have a great rest of your day. See you next time.